Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend. Well, my co-host Macaulay Matthew. I'm, of course, William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm doing good, man. Glad to have you on the show, as always. Thanks for having me. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, you know checking out this episode. On today's show, we're gonna we're gonna tackle the A Rod. Um, possibly becoming the next Mets owner, rumor. Uh, we'll also talk about the Astro scandal and um, and their um, their apology and how it affects, um, you know, both New York teams, the Mets and the Yankees in New York. Um, we'll also talk about um, WWE. And uh, basically anything that's on your mind, you know, you know, um, you know how we do on this show, you know, it's a sports entertainment show, so, you know, we'd love to hear you get your, have your voices heard, so feel free to call in. The number is 563-999-3529, that's 563-999-3529. So, you know, feel free to chime in. Love to hear from you. But with that said, yeah, let's talk about the let's talk about the A Rod news. Um, basically, as you know, A Rod, um, you know, he's a former MLB player, retired and he infamously was a free agent after the 2000 season and um you know allegedly A-Rod's been a a Mets fan since um you know since the 86 team growing up in Miami so basically you know his agent was Boris at the time and um you know, when he was um, a free agent, basically, you know, A-Rod and Boris made a lot of demands. And as a result, you know, the then Steve, you know, the then, then Mets GM, Steve Phillips, you know, he made, he, um, he basically made the infamous uh, 24-1 comment, basically saying that A-Rod is a team all to himself. You know, he's not a team player. He just looking out for himself. He wants his own private jets and all this stuff. And he's not trying to be a team player. And if you remember, the team, the Mets team, you know, they had a good run, went to the World Series. But, uh, you know, they didn't come, they didn't win at all, you know. And, of course, you know, that was, uh, you know, part of the, the Yankees dynasty, you know, at the time. So, you know, the Mets didn't want to 
get him, even though A-Rod was the best player at the time. You know, so as a result, A-Rod, you know, had some MVP, you know, seasons in uh, Texas, even though that team didn't go anywhere. And then afterwards, um, you know, A-Rod was rumored to get traded to the Red Sox. That that deal didn't go through. And, of course, that that was like um, the offseason of 03 after, you know, then – um, Yankee third baseman Aaron Boone, after he hit the, you know, biggest home run of his career in the postseason, uh, for the the Yankees to clinch the ALCS in '03. You know, the Yankees um, lost the World Series to the Marlins that year. So basically, Yankees wanted to make a big move. They they traded for A Rod. The the rest is history. A Rod had you know a bunch of postseasons where you know he didn't produce in the in the you know in the postseason until 2009 where you know he helped them uh get their first title since 2000 and uh well actually 2000 and as of right now as we stand that's the last title Yankees have so far so fast forward to this year you know the the, the Mets have had a crazy off season <laughs> i mean this offseason, they've had three managers. They fired Mickey Calloway after that season, you know, season filled with promise. But in my opinion, Mickey Calloway's um, incompetence as a manager prevented the Mets from making the, the making it to the playoffs, um, in addition to mismanaging the horrible bullpen. And, you know, Diaz, familiar having horrible seasons, career-worst seasons. And that 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 basically prevented the Mets from making the playoffs, even though I think there were three games out of the you know the postseason race. So fast forward to this postseason, Mickey Callaway gets fired. They hired Carlos Beltran, former Met and possible future Hall of Famer, you know, in baseball. Then uh, two months later. They fire him after the whole Astros controversy, which we're going to get into very soon, um, was, you know, basically revealed that Beltran was like a, a ringleader, if not the real ringleader of this sign-stealing um, scandal. So as a result, the Mets fired him. And then afterwards, maybe a month or uh, like a week or two later, they hired um, Luis Rojas, who who was their control quality control coach, who has been in the organization since I think 2006 or 2007. And um, basically, then the the other biggest rumor, new actually news from the Mets was that you know Steve Cohen, uh, you know uh, a billionaire you know, was trying to buy the Mets and, uh, you know, from the World Ponds, but that deal went through, even though there's some rumors that maybe Steve Cohen might, you know, might try to, to acquire the team one more time. But, you know, now the rumor is, is that A-Rod, you know, like Beltron, you know, guy, both guys who have been very successful, 
superstar seasons, you know, Hall of Fame years in in the in the in the game. They both want to throw their hat into, you know, running the Mets. So here's the that's basically the rumor right now. A Rod is gonna need, um, you know, A Rod's gonna need you know some billionaires to help him because as much as the money A Rod was making. He can't afford to buy a team, you know. Even if him and his fiance J-Lo combine, it's still not going to be enough to buy the Mets. So they're going to need – he would need some billionaires, you know, to help him do it. Unless if he, unless if they do a scenario that no one ever uh, – I haven't heard anybody mention, where about Steve Cohen, even though he has enough money, what about if he joins forces with A-Rod and try to buy the team? But I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, in any case, uh, what's your thoughts about, the, you know, this whole crazy Mets offseason and this latest A-Rod rumor? Well, you know, going back to the Beltron, um, parting ways with Beltron, looks like they made the right decision to part ways with him, especially with, you know, these new uh, reports coming out that Beltron was indeed – one of the ringleaders um, in that clubhouse who led the way, you know, for this cheating to continue in that clubhouse. Um, I mean, players saw him as like the godfather of that clubhouse, and some even were a little bit intimidated by Beltron. So it looks like Beltron played a big role, you know, in the Astros cheating in 2017 or, you know, even up till now, possibly. But, um, you know, the Mets were in the right. You know, we, we, we originally thought that, you know, maybe the Mets could have just suspended him or fined him, but, you know, they made the right decision because this was going to linger into the into the season. And, you know, this would have been a major distraction, so they had to part ways with him. And I think Louis um, Rojas will do a good job um, for, for the Mets. Um, as far as the uh, A-Rod thing, him potentially buying the Mets, you know, A-Rod has really impressed me with his uh, baseball commentary, his baseball analysis. You know, he, he's he's a student of the game, you know, and I think he would be a great owner, I, you know, even better than Jeter, you know. And I'm a big Jeter fan, but, you know, Jeter hasn't done the best job with the Marlins, but I could see A-Rod really, really, you know, committing himself into, you know, being an owner, and doing everything he can do to improve the team. Because, you know, his analysis on these games and commentary has been on point. And, you know, he, he's been he's great at that, you know, great with statistics and analytics and stuff like that. So, I, you know, I think that could uh, be a good thing for the Mets. I mean, we'll see if it actually happens, but, you know, and we'll also see how much ownership he would have if that does happen. So, you know, we'll see. You know, it, it's an interesting story right now, but you know, anything could happen from now until till then. It's all up to the Wilpons on what they want to do because they've been very flaky when it comes to you know selling the team. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I agree with literally everything you said. Um, I think Arod owning the Mets is a long shot. I mean, you know, unless if you could get some you know billion dollar owners to you know team up with him and buy the team. But, yeah, I agree with everything you say. You know, I think 
I think um, anybody is better than the Wolfons, and I think, you know, Arod being a competitive player, you know, you know he would do the best. You know, he would try to do the best to um, try to make the Mets, you know, a championship caliber team. Being a player, you know, being a competitive player that he is, you know. Not to mention, you know, he wants to, up, you know, would want to up, you know, one up era. I mean, uh, Jeter, you know, since they've had a frenemy rivalry, you know, it started off as a friendship and then it turned into a rivalry with e- with each other after A Rod um, infamously, um, made, you know, spoke. Uh, I think it was a Sports, Illustri- Sports Illustrated um, article, like I think around 2000. Because up until this point, when a was in Seattle, and, of course, Jeter was, you know, he spent his entire career with the Yankees, um, they were, you know, very good friends, you know, maybe even best of friends, who knows. But uh, they were very close. But then um, A-Rod, this might have been, what, 99 or 2000? He he um, he came out with, he, um, you know, he spoke in a Sports Illustrated article and basically was saying that if he was on the, Yankees championship teams, he would have won the titles, you know, like he was basically downplaying Jeter's um, clutch contributions to the team, you know, to the Yankee team. And basically he was saying like if he was on those teams, he would have, he would have won, which basically that ruined their relationship. And, um, you know, they tried to mend it apparently when they were teammates you know, but, you know, from, you know, uh, rumors, you know, basically, Jerry Jeter, you know, once you wrong him, you know, you're, you, you know, baseball's three strikes, you're out, you, 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 you know, you mess with Jeter, you, you get him on your, your bad side, that's it, there's nothing you could do to, he's not going to forgive you, so that's allegedly what happened, so, even though they were teammates and they were, you know, Jeter and them, try to put, you know, their differences aside, you know, that relationship um, that they had, you know, long before the article will never be repaired. So that's what happened. But fortunately for them, they were able to win a title in um, 09, which, I mean, he A-Rod didn't win the title in 09, but it didn't. It it definitely proved his his theory about if he was on the Yankees team he would win a title because he needed Jeter to be there, and you know before '09 he had you know he had great regular seasons but a horrible postseason so you know with with Jeter he was able to get that title you know mm-hmm. and to me it, it, it's kind of similar to. Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. I, I mean, obviously their relationship, I mean, you know, LeBron and Wade's relationship, you know, has always been solid as a rock to to my knowledge. But, you know, when you come to, like, you know, A-Rod, even though A-Rod is the more talented player, like LeBron James was the more talented player, but when you come to a guy's team, like LeBron coming to the, to the, um, to the to Wade's Miami Heat team or A Rod Coin the Jeter's team, even though you're the most talented player, you gotta know your role, man. You gotta know that you know this is this is the person's team. You know that's the 
you got to respect the captain of, of the team you're going into. It doesn't matter if you're statistically the best player, you know. It, as long as you're a teammate with that person, that person's always going to have one title, at least one more title than you do until you, you part ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, A-Rod, you know, he had to know his role, you know, that he can't, he can't you know, take over the Yankees organization while he was there. You know, that, that was Jeter's team. You know, Jeter at that point had four titles, you know. So, and that that's the way it is. And then when you, but, you know, LeBron, you know, he, he worked well with, with, with um, you know, with, with Wade. You know, he, he, he him and Bosch respected, you know, uh, Dwayne Wade, you know, for his leadership, winning that title in, in 06, the first title with the, um, you know, with the um, Heat. And, of course, they would win two more together before LeBron left and went back to Cleveland. And then, of course, you know, beat the um, Warriors in 2015. But see, that's the whole difference between those two legendary, you know, friends, you know, dynamic in those both of those sports. LeBron, he knew what was up. You know, he he you know he respected Wade, and it worked. Aaron and Jeter, I mean, it, it did work to a title in '09, but you know. A-Rod trying to, at that time, trying to take over, and his comments years prior to that in that article didn't, you know, fix the situation, but most important thing, they, you know, they won a title, so now A-Rod, you know, he um, he didn't get a chance to play with the, with the Mets, you know, because of the whole Boris and Steve Phillips 24-1. And apparently, A-Rod was saying that he regretted um, not being more hands-on inside the, you know, inside the um, negotiation and not just leaving Boris to do what Boris does, you know. He's, you know, that's why, you know, I think, A- uh, you know, Scott, Cor- Scott Boris is the best and worst, you know, agent of all time, man. He. He's the best because he'll get you all, he'll get you the money. You'll make record money. And that's what players you know, that's what players want. Players want to make the most money. And Boris is great at that. However, you might be playing in Antarctica, you know, with the mm-hmm. with the penguins. You're not gonna mm-hmm. win a lot of games, but you're gonna have a lot of you could you could afford a lot of igloos down there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But Yeah. That's why that's why he you know, that's why you know, my that's my my opinion on Boris right there. But you know, he he's the best at what he does, and that's what happened to A Rod. You know, when he was a player, he he went he signed with Texas. He had like three MVP um like um years, hit like fifty plus home runs, was knocked in over a hundred RBIs. But the um the Rangers finished in last place, and of course, you know, he complained about it. And it eventually forced a trade to Red Sox, and I think that deal um, like fell through. So then afterwards, Yankees and and uh, Texas were able to make the trade, and the the rest is history, you know. But um, 
yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't think I don't think it'll happen with A Rod, but hey, any 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 um any owner is better than than the Will Pond, so you know, I'll I'll take it. Yeah, we'll see. I'll take I mean, it. the Will Ponds right now they're like I said, they've been very flaky when it comes to selling their team. You know, last minute they change things around and you know, make these different types of uh, stipulations, which mm-hmm. hurt the negotiation. So, you know, we'll see. It's, we'll see, and who knows? Maybe um, Steve Cohen might step in again. Yeah, maybe he might be in the picture again. Who knows? But yeah, because because uh, the rumor is is that after they, they they messed up the deal with Steve Cohen, now Mets are gonna sell the team. They're they're auctioning off the team. And, uh, but this time they're gonna give up full control automatically. They're not gonna try to, you know, do some lame try to take have control of the team for five years, have the owner have no input in the team, and then he, they're gonna give up the team in five years. I mean that's a that's a crazy, crazy stipulation. You're gonna he was gonna give like two point six billion dollars to that team. Wow. He don't have no input. No input. He's just gonna give them money for like the next five years. It has no say in what they're gonna do. Like that's. I mean, that's not fair. I mean, they're both billionaires. I mean, that's you know billionaire problems. But yeah, that 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 deal is kind of screwy. I'm just hoping, you know, cooler heads can prevail. Steve Cohen could um, you know, basically. Find find his way back in here because I'm curious, you know, to see how he would do as an owner. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah. Hey, if it, you know, if A Rock can get a group of billionaires, hey, if, if, if Steve Cohen and him could work team up, even though Steve Cohen is rich enough, he doesn't. I think he's worth what thirteen, at least thirteen billion dollars. He doesn't need anybody to team up with him to make the money to to buy the team, but. You know, hey, if any of those guys, if whoever whoever is gonna help lead the Mets win the win the World Series in the next near future, as soon as possible, that's what I'm down for. Yeah. Bring it on. So. Yeah, we'll see. And speaking of winning a World Series with the Mets, um, Pete Alonso, I don't know if you heard, Pete Alonso was saying like he wants to win a title, you know, because the team, you know, you know. Is working hard, and most importantly, he wants to win a title so he could um get drunk and celebrate down the ticker tape parade. Oh, nice! Those are nice goals to have. <laughs> and um, the other goal, guess what? His second goal he wants to have other other than winning a championship. Uh, MVP. Well, I, well, obviously that's one of his goals, but that's not it. That's not his second. Start goal. family. No, I'm talking about on the baseball field. Uh, home run champion? Well, you already did that. Yeah, he home did that already. Uh, yeah, it's I don't know. something else he hasn't done. I mean, the MVP was a great guess. He hasn't done that yet. No Met has ever done that. Mm, yeah, I, I can't think. Did he believe in home runs? Uh, he did. He did. Yeah, he did last this last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I can't think of what else he wants to do. Win a gold glove. Oh yeah, that was my—that was gonna be my next guess. Mm-hmm. 
He also went to Gold Glove so he could stick it to everybody. Because, you know, a bunch of people were saying, you know, was, you know, criticizing him, saying that his defense is horrible, but he worked hard and uh, made himself into a very good defender. So he wants to win the Gold Glove, you know, to show, you know, to show how, how far he's progressed, you know, defensively. So, you know, he's setting goals for himself, you know. He definitely is. Hopefully he can he can accomplish all those goals, you know. Um, you know, Strowman, Marcus Strowman, he thinks he's going to be um, dominant um, this year. He's going to strike out more. He's going to try to strike out more people, you know, in his second season of the Mets, first full first full season as a Met. And uh, Noah Syndergaard, he thinks um, his slider is better, you know, than before. It's Back to his 2015-2016 uh, um, met, you know, season. So, you know, he 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 expects a bounce back. And um, basically, they're they're you know the Mets are very optimistic. You know, um, they have um, what was I gonna say? I'm trying to remember what I was gonna say. Yeah, they believe uh, familiar. You know, he lost thirty thirty um, pounds. He, that should have helped him improve. Edwin Diaz apparently was training with Pedro Martinez, so they think he's going to have a bounce back here. Um, so, you know, Mets are you know looking very optimistic, optimistically. But one thing uh, back to uh, the Mets and Beltron. Um, uh, basically, the Mets have had two players on, um, you know, who played on the, the 2017 Astros team, and one of them was Jake Marisnik, and the other one was J.D. Davis, who had a phenomenal year last year with the Mets. And they basically, you know, they apologized um, for their, um, excuse me, for their wrongdoing on the team. Jake Marisnik, um, you know, he. He, his 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 apology was very heartfelt, you know, about you know. Yeah, he's kind of like a bitch. Part, <laughs> about uh, you know about you know being part of, you know, you know that that um you know infamous team, you know even though they were essentially rookies on that team, if my memory serves me right. But um, you know they they basically apologized. I mean, they look sincere. I mean, J.D. Davis, you know, a few months ago was denying the rumors, but now that it was out, you know, he, you know, he owned up to it and, you know, apologized about whatever role he he could have played on the team. Um, but you know, now they're gonna put it behind them and try to help the Mets win a title. But speaking of, um the Astros, um, the, the Astros basically, man, they, 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 I don't know what they were thinking, man. Their, their apology was, was the worst apologies I've ever heard in my life. So oh, the, 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 but you know, who's the worst one, Jim Crane, the guy who fired, you know, AJ Hinch and, um, Ludbow, the um the the GM, 
and hired, of course, Dusty Baker to be their their manager for one year. He makes the most insane statement of them all. He was saying, like, basically that um, he doesn't think that the the um, th- that the Astros cheating impact the game, like. Like and he and then he he contradicted himself. Like in the a report asked him, um, you know, what do you mean it doesn't impact the game? He's like, he thinks that the team would you know is a great team. They won a title. It wouldn't have impact the game. Okay. So undeniable. Hold, hold my root beer. Let me let me <laughs> let me tell this let me tell this guy something, man. Okay, how does it not impact the game? When it did, it not only impacted the game; it impacted games in the World Series. And since it impacted games in the World Series, it impacted the game of baseball. So how the heck did it not impact the game when it impacted several games in the World Series and in the playoffs, and of course, obviously in the regular season as well, which helped them win the game of baseball and win a title. How did it not impact the game when it impacted several games? Yeah, that, he's so he's so in denial on, on what uh, on what his team did, you know. And he made his team read all rehearse scripted <laughs> uh, scripted messages from him. I mean, it's it's so fake. If, this whole if, team is fake, man. If if it didn't impact the game, then why did he fire AJ Hinch? And um and um was it let let Bo the the guy who um who, yeah, the Lesbo. GM why did why did he why did it impact the why did if it didn't impact the game if they didn't do anything wrong then why did those guys get fired yeah why did Cora why did Alex Cora get fired with the with the um with the Red Sox after he's he you know was the bench coach on that championship uh, Astro team. And Beltran was allegedly the ringleader, which uh, Carlos Correa said that that statement of um, um, Beltran bullying the the players and being a you know the godfather of the team is you know BS, according to him. So why did they fire all those people? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? And you know there, there's a report also that. This this cheating could have been going on even before 2017, might even started a year earlier, leading up to this season. So this cheating has been going on for a while, and a lot of people know, a lot of people knew about it, including interns that they had working for, you know, doing their analytics and other stuff. You know, a lot of people in the organization knew that this cheating was going on, and no one bothered to stop it. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean. You know, because of this cheating thing, it tainted a, a very talented Astros team that they 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 fulfilled that 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 prophecy that I think the Sports Illustrated had like in what was it 2015 or so that these oh that these guys will win a, a title, um, probably in what 2017 or around that time, and they they lived up to the hype. You know, all those guys, you know, because Astros, you know, they they you know they were able to get some draft picks, you know, and then, you know, as soon as they moved to the American League, all those guys came up, you know, Altuve, Correa, Springer, 
um, Bregman, all those dudes were coming up all at the same time. They all debuted, like, at the same time, you know. And, you know, they were, they were, they're a talented team, but now, now they're, um, now their legacy is tainted because it is the Astros. I mean, Astros have, you know, they've been in the league as long as the Mets have, you know, shoot, even the Mets and Astros played in the, in the NLCS in 86 where they, you know, ironically cheated, but the Mets will beat them anyway, you know, cause Mike Scott, you know, what was one, was one of their best pitchers was like probably arguably their ace. You know, they had Nolan Ryan who obviously was Nolan Ryan. Um, and they had they had um they had a lot of great pitchers, and then you know of course they had Mike Scott who who threw a no hitter, you know, and his he was a former Met, and he you know he threw a, a no hitter with the Astros, and he knew a way how to um, you know doctor the ball that he could control where it where it goes, and the '86 Mets team, as as confident and brash as that team is, they 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 they. they they, without a without any hesitation, they all they all say that they would have lost Game Seven of the NLCS if they would have faced they would have um they would have faced um you know Mike Scott in Game Seven because that guy you know he you know he he knows how to cheat the ball they can't be, they literally couldn't beat him you know because he knew how to cheat the ball you know and in a few years later like I think it was like MLB Network he admitted he. He somewhat jokingly admitted that he—it's he, like he—he he admitted that he did—he um—he did it, but he didn't go. He didn't overly said that he did, but he kind of smiled and kind of hinted that he—he he did cheat, you know. Because what are they gonna wow. do? It's decades later. Like, they can't. What are they gonna do? Suspend them? Like, what, what can <laughs> they do? Yeah. So. And they lost anyway. So. Yeah, they lost. You know, I mean that's the problem with the Astros team. They—they've had you know good teams. You know, in um, you know, eighty six, oh five, but prior to two thousand and seventeen, and you know they couldn't get over the hump. They couldn't win the title. Beltran, great player, bounced around many teams, Kansas City, um, Houston, on that oh five team. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, the Mets, Giants, uh, Giants, right? Um, the Yankees, and then back to Houston. He could never win that title until he, you know, he, um, you know, came back to Houston. And now his career, you know, his his um possible Hall of Fame career, you know, is tainted because of this. And I, I think it's you know it's a shame. We'll never know now if you know they could have you know beat the Yankees fairly. Or the the Dodgers. Yeah, they they robbed both of those teams of World Series rings, and Altuve Altuve stole the MVP award from Judge in 2017, possibly. Yeah, according to Bellinger. Yeah. Yeah, so that's you know that's basically it. What? How do you feel as a Yankee fan? Well, you know it's it's very unfortunate. You know, to hear the you know this Astros cheating scandal, and the fact that the Yankees you know had two opportunities to possibly win championships to add to their twenty seven to their already twenty seven championships, um, it's frustrating, man. Because we could have won at least one championship 
in the last decade. And instead, we go zero championships, you know, in the in the decade. So it's it is frustrating, but I don't want to dwell on the past too much. You know, it is what it is. You just got to move forward, and hopefully this year, you know, we'll redeem ourselves and try to win it all without any cheating from the Astros. It's funny how you say that. Like how you how you crying about twenty seven titles. You're like, man, we could have more. We got twenty eight, twenty nine, man. Dig, yeah. man. We we just wanna you know run up the ball. It's like it's like UConn, man. Like no, man, I, we, we, I, no, <laughs> I, I I said no. I'm saying that like we could have, but I'm not dwelling on it. Like I'm moving forward. Like it, it is what it is. Like there's nothing I can do. You know, well, I can't that's... change it. So we just have to move forward. I mean. I'm not gonna cry about it and like say yeah, you know. Of course, it is should. what it is. You gotta move. You guys, gotta move forward. You guys have 27 titles. What? You you guys could have had 28, exactly. 29. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm sure you in a few years you'll you'll reach 29, 28, 29 anyway. So. Yeah. But it still, is what it is. Yeah, you just gotta move forward. You can't dwell on the past. I mean, you can't do nothing about it. You can't go in the time machine and change it. So. <laughs> yeah. Just gotta move forward and try to win the championship this year. And but, I think. Th- if I'm a member server, I think the Dodgers were saying, like, claim that they 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 should be the rightful champions or so. Well, you know, the, the, both teams have arguments against the Astros. Again, this is an unfortunate mm-hmm. thing because a lot of teams, a lot of players, they are, have are hurt because of this. This has affected a lot mm-hmm. of players. I mean, there's pitchers that have been sent down mm-hmm. because they were destroyed by the Astros hitting. You know, during this cheating scandal. So a lot of players and teams have been affected by this. So, you know, it's one of the worst scandals since the Black Sox scandal. Uh, and the steroids. Yeah, the the Black Sox and the, the steroids. But, yeah, this is the – this yeah, I would have to agree with you. I mean, the, the steroids scandal is the biggest scandal, like – but this is the biggest team-oriented scandal that I could think of since the Black Sox. I mean, I, I mean, there was – I mean, obviously the – the um segregation um you know what you would call it the color barrier but that was that was um you know instituted by the whole the whole league until you know uh, Jackie Robinson broke in in 47 and then Yankees and Red Sox were like the last teams to um you know accept black players you know Yankees got their first black player in um Elson Howard in what 50 55 when they lost to the to the um, Brooklyn Dodgers that year for the Dodgers' only championship in Brooklyn. And then I think 59 was the year. The Red Sox finally had a black player. So, yeah, I, I would say, uh, but I would have to agree with you, that this is probably the biggest um, scandal that the team, uh, of team-oriented, like a team-oriented um, team. You know, like, uh, how can I explain it? a team-oriented scandal because the steroids scandal, I mean, there are some players and owners who knew about it, who looked the other way, but, you know, it wasn't like they were injecting all their players, you know. It was like a, a, a handful of players, depending on what team, you know, you know who who was affected, who had players doing it. We don't know how the the effect of how many players were doing it on the team and what owners knew knew about it, but with this, with this scandal, yeah, I mean, basically everybody knew. So, this is the worst. This is the worst cheating scandal, team-oriented cheating scandal since the Black Sox scandal. 
which happened in 1919. So it is what yeah. it is. But um, yeah, shifting gears to um, NBA. Uh, I don't oh, know yeah. if you heard, but they have um, they announced the the finalists in uh, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I did hear. Did hear tonight. You know, Kobe is going in. Um, yep. I'm, try, I'm trying to remember who else. Tim Duncan, I think, was one of them. Yep. Uh, Catchings is another. Um, you know, they well had deserved a, names. Uh, what you said? Some well-deserved names. Yeah, and and our boy Mike Breen, the the yep. longtime Knicks, um, you know, um, play-by-play man. Yeah. And of course, th- does many games, you know, throughout basketball, you know, on guys on TV, TNT, ABC, yep, ESPN, you know, you know, well deserved. So congratulations. Not TNT, I'm at ESPN and ABC, yeah. Right, right, yeah. He doesn't do TNT. He just do ABC and uh, TNT, ESPN. Yeah. I'm ABC. I keep saying TNT, mm-hmm. not TNT. But um, yeah, the, the um, also tonight it was the All Star game. And before the All Star Game, it was announced that the you mean All-Star the slam dunk game, contest? I mean, yes, it, it was the NBA All Star Saturday night. All Star Game is tomorrow, right? But tonight was All Star Saturday night. We have the skills, three point, and the slam dunk contest. But before um, before the Saturday night events uh, began, uh, the commissioner announced that the NBA All Star Game MVP will be named after Kobe Bryant. Since Kobe has won the most All-Star MVP awards, he's won like four. So the MVP award will be named after him, and whoever wins it tomorrow will get that trophy. Yeah, that's a that's a great gesture, you know. Yeah. Just wish he was alive to see it, but yeah, it's a definitely a well-deserved honor, you know, for yeah. the late great Kobe Bryant. You know? Yeah. And uh, yesterday, the um, what you call it, R.J. Barrett. He scored 27 points. He he dominated the rookie, um, um, you know the rookie um All Star game. I forgot what they call it. Rising, rising, rising stars. Yeah, yeah, the game. You know, he was of course he played. You know, since he's Canadian, he played on the the world team, yeah. but they came up short. Yeah, too bad he can't do that in the NBA game. But he had a good game. <laughs> he, had a good yeah. game. he had his best game. Yeah, you know. You know, hopefully this will give him the confidence to, you know, have a similar games in the um in the you know regular season. I think he's had one game like that, like this. Can't remember what team he was facing, but yeah, you know, c- congratulations to him, even though it wasn't a losing effort. Did you, you know. see the dunk contest tonight? Nah, I didn't. Um, who who won? Oh man, it was well tonight was one of the best events. The three point contest was great. Well, actually, all three events were great. Uh, and the, the dunk contest ended up being, you know, the best dunk contest since Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine from uh, several years ago. And Aaron Gordon was in this year's contest again. And in the finals, he went up against um, Derek Jones. Oh, no, who was it again? Um, yeah, yeah, it was Derek Jones Jr. from Miami Heat. And they had, uh, like, two dunk-offs. They had some mm. great dunks, man. I'm talking about 360 be, be, between the legs windmills uh, from the free throw line. So there's, they ended up uh, going 
to the uh, overtime, having two dunk offs, and Derrick Jones edged out Eric Gordon 48 to 47. Um, but a lot of people think Aaron Gordon got robbed again because he had some of the best dunks of the night, including a dunk over um, that that guy Taco who plays for Boston Celtics, like mm-hmm. seven foot six. He dunked over him. Wow. So, but Aaron Gordon still lost, so he gets robbed again. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was a great night, man. I I enjoyed it. That, that's good, you know. And, and uh, there's a player named Amadou Diallo. Oh, wow. I thought Amadou Diallo was – wasn't that the dude that got shot by the cops? Uh, uh, it's same name. Yeah. That, 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 that's a similar name. Unless it is – I don't know. Unless his name has an H in it or something, but yeah. Yeah, it does have an H. Yeah. The other one, I think the the um the guy who you know who were who was killed, you know in that tragedy, uh, he didn't have an H in his name if my memory served me right. Right, right. Well, actually, sorry, Amadou Diallo, Diallo was a he won the dunk contest last year, not this year. Uh, this year was Derek Derek Jones. Sorry. Right, right. But uh, what was I gonna say? I'm trying to think. Um, what was I gonna say? Um. Well, I guess I guess I said what I oh yeah um shifting gears to WWE um I don't know if you saw SmackDown yesterday but um, I did some of it yeah yeah um Bray Wyatt you know he um he 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 cut a promo um he interrupted Hulk Hogan you know talking about him going into the Hall of you know him him and you know his you know the his NWO brothers going to the the um WWE Hall of Fame as a group this time since the major three guys in the group and even X-Pac, they're already one, they were already one time hall of famers, but now they're all going in, you know, as NWO. So they're, they're all two time hall of famers. But, um, what was I going to say? So basically, um, Hulk Hogan was talking about warning Bray Wyatt that, you know, you know, just like him, you know, in '98, you know he was facing Goldberg. He he came in as champion, but he went home without the title. So he was telling, he was warning Bray Wyatt not to um, take Goldberg lightly, which then proceeded for um um you know uh, Bray Wyatt to cut a you know a mocking Hulk Hogan you know promo on him. And yeah, yeah, that's how it is. It was funny, and then afterwards, you know, you know, he he basically scared Hulk Hogan, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, to get yeah. off the air, because he was he was he was you know taunting him that you know the fiend might attack him, and that's the first time in, in your career in in Hulk Hogan's career that you actually see him get scared. <laughs> He's like, okay, well, he got off the air <laughs> quickly. Back, I think we might see uh, Hulk Hogan and Goldberg. And the Bray Wyatt triple threat match, maybe. <laughs> might that might happen. With WWE, you never know. Right. Yeah. So, Hulk Hogan, I mean, it would be similar to that WrestleMania nine, when he, when he, um, you know, he he um he got a, he got a surprise match against Yokozuna after mm-hmm. Bret Hart loss. So, I mean, it's a, with WWE and Hulk Hogan, I mean, you never know. I yeah. doubt it. 
Because he would have the if he let's say let's say first by um let's say if that did happen, he would have to vacate the title. Because he's not gonna take any bumps, you know, you know all the surgeries and you know his age. Right. So he'd have to it, it, let's say by some, uh, but how? I mean that would be impossible because the fiend you can't even you can't even you can't even pin the fiend. Like you hit your finishers on him and he just pops up. Like, I mean, there's, when you think about it, maybe other than you know, Hulk, I mean, Undertaker in his prime, there hasn't been anybody like that. I mean, not even Kane, and Kane was scary when he first popped up. Yeah, true. But he 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 he, based, he, he knows he knows sells people's finishing moves. Like, how are you gonna how are you gonna how he's would Hulk Hogan defeat? Huh? He's tough to the feet. Yeah. That's why it was so ridiculous that Seth Rollins beat him that first time, you know, even though the fans was demanding him to put the for them to put the title on him. And by some, you know, you know, bad bad booking, you know, Vince made, you know, Bray Wyatt lose to Seth Rollins even though Seth Rollins hit like 100 curb stops on him and couldn't pin him. But um, yeah. I mean, the only person who looks like he's gonna beat him is Roman Reigns. But if I was if I was booking, I would have made him face um, Braun Strowman. You know, who's currently the Intercontinental title. Yeah, holder. it looks like it looks like it's gonna be Roman Reigns right now. Yeah, for sure. Because they haven't had any interactions whatsoever with each other. So yeah. That's definitely what's gonna happen, and you know WWE's gonna milk the whole, you know, him battling leukemia, which I mean, obviously it's impre- it's an impressive feat, you know, in real life, you know, to overcome such a, you know, debilitating disease like that, and you know he's able to come back to form. But WWE is just, I mean, they're just, in my opinion, I think they're just milking the storyline to to get, um, you know. Sympathy for him, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think I so. think they need to stop. You know, they they mentioned it when he first came back. Like, literally, they showed on this Friday, this past Friday, yesterday, as his big achievements. You know, he's a what four time champion. He's um Royal Rumble winner, I think, in twenty fifteen, and he and he came back from leukemia. I mean, like that's just it. Just seems out of place, you know. An achievement. I mean, in real life, that's a huge. You know what I mean? Let's be real. That's a real achievement. It is. Yeah. It is. No doubt about it. But I don't think it should be an adult, a wrestling baseball card or statistic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the it's good that the WWE fans are showing him love now. You know, after he came back, you know, from from um, you know, battling the cancer, but. WWE, they just keep, you know, I mean, they just keep mentioning it. I mean, it's fine to mention it from time to time, but yeah, they're milking it. it. They are, kind of like when they were milking Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins' relationship until Seth Rollins turned heel. You know, talking about Becky Lynch, what about that bite that uh, Shane oh my God. Baszler had on her? That was crazy. That was insane. That was yeah. disgusting. I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff from the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era. 
But jeez, man, that was too far. That was like uh, the 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 brood back in the day. I know, but that was fake blood, though. I know. I mean, well, this was fake blood too. Uh, well, I was assuming course, too. But, you know. Yeah, I would assume this is fake blood too. But I'm I mean, saying, yeah, but I'm saying like you know, it's kind of like reminiscent of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just disgusting. I mean, it was well done. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it looked like it really happened, but. But I mean, it, it's just gross. I, it's, like you said, I assume it's fake. I mean, that was that's just disgu- that's just disgusting. I mean, like that that was creepy, man. Yeah, but it did bring some shock value to the show. So it, it did. It did. It, it really solidifies Shayna Baszler as a psychotic animal. Yeah, who'll do anything? You know, that did take that. T- I mean, you know, wasn't expecting it for sure. You know. That's insane, but yeah, that that matchup is gonna be interesting, you know, oh, yeah. when those two fight each other. Uh, well, at WrestleMania, I, I presume. So. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's gonna be an interesting matchup, and maybe Ronda Rousey will Ronda Rousey and you know, the rest of the MMA four horsewomen will will come to um, you know, to um Baszler's um, what you call it, you know, aid at WrestleMania. And basically, she could get a revenge through her friend, since Ronda Rousey and you know Charlotte was defeated, and then I guess that will lead to the WWE WWE's version of the Horsewoman to team up if um, Sasha Banks is still in the organization, and then Bailey would have to turn babyface, and I guess Charlotte. I mean. Charlotte, I guess it's is she she's a tweener right now, I guess. Yeah. Kind of playing mind games with uh, what's her face? Um uh, Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Yeah, and they had the, the I think they had the pay per view no, actually the pay per view is tomorrow with um with uh NXT. Their their takeover. Yeah, they're gonna have some good matches. They're gonna have Keith Lee versus Jakovic, who's like this like seven foot dude or so. I mean those those two big men can move for a guy's their size. So that's that's gonna be a great matchup. I I think Keith Lee is gonna win that one. You're gonna have um which one we'll call it? you're gonna have um Champa versus um Cole. Should be a good one as well. Um let me see what else. What else is gonna fight? Oh yeah, they're gonna have um um what's the name? Um I'm trying to think. Ripley versus um, Bianca Belair. Yeah, they they got some good they got some good matches, you know. That's gonna go down tomorrow. But um, anything you'd like to say before we go? Uh no, just uh, thanks for having me as usual, and uh, yeah, uh, check out the show again next week as usual time, eleven p.m. only on Block Talk Radio. You're the guy. Um, you know, check out the show. Um, Sports Urban Legend every Saturday is at eleven. And uh check out my YouTube channel, Sports Urban Legend T V. And um, you know, we'll see you guys next next week. I'm William Marmore and uh he's Macaulay Matthew. And uh enjoy the ne- the rest of your week. Peace.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.